Episode 12, uh, I'm here with Malcolm, uh, Mad Tony is not available today, uh, we're ready to kick it off and we'll get through the in initial statements, uh, our Twitter feed is at the Philly M and you can email us at the Philadelphia Millennial at gmail.com uh, and our episodes are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. So we're in the teens of the episodes, getting real, real in there. Uh, so we got four, five topics today. Uh, two of them are what I would consider small topics, not sure how much is in there. And the other thing, three I think have a little bit more meat on the bone. So we'll get into it. Um, Mad, not Mad Tony, Malcolm, you ready? Can't wait. Okay. Uh, so we got a bunch of travel stuff to go over, because I was recently uh, back from vacation. I was in Seattle, a uh, very nice town, um, and it reaffirmed this obsession that seems to be sweeping the nation with La Croix drinks, like, uh, I think it's like flavored seltzer. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, everybody there that was, you know, cool or whatever, was drinking La, La Croix. And some people would just say La Croix, La, La Croix, but I, if it's French, it should be La Croix. Anyway, and it's this, you know, flavored water sort of drink. I can't, I don't understand why people need to flavor water. Water, to me, is perfectly fine, just as it is. I mean, have you had one? I haven't had one. I don't have any desire to have one. So do you not drink seltzer, like, even before this became an obsession? Well, I, ac I actually do hate seltzer. I don't want bubbles in my water. If I want something carbonated, I'll, I'll get a soda or something. Well, that's the exact point right there. You figured it out. Right, but there are flavored waters that aren't carbonated. I no, don't I'm saying the drink. people that drink the seltzers generally want the bubble water, but don't want to drink the soda because it's unhealthy for you. But then you're just getting carbonation, and, like, that by itself is not, like... Better than all the sugar and right, the but like carbonation doesn't really have a taste to it. It's like it's just it's like good a, for your stomach. I drink it. I like it. <clears throat> Sometimes I prefer. I go buy seltzer or buy itself just to drink because it's, it's help with digestion. I mean, that's like what my dad does. He like drinks seltzer and stuff. But like, yeah, it's a it's an old remedy. Do you think it tastes better than regular water? Or I you think just it tastes no different? It's well, it does taste different. Maybe it doesn't taste it just any has better. It's a different sensation. Like it's a different experience of drinking water, but the water tastes the same. So you just like the carbonation, and that's the difference. Yeah. Well, the pro I talked about this with my mom, and she was like, "You know, I don't un understand the fascination either, especially because these, uh, you know, Lacroix things are expensive. And like Seltzer's been around forever, and, and usually it's very cheap, but these like uh, cans and stuff are apparently like not." You know, or they are fairly pricey. I mean, how much does like one can cost? I mean, I don't specifically drink La Croix exclusively. There's Perrier. There's like standard Shoprite seltzer too. There's like many different varieties of seltzer. 
Um, I mean, people are paying for Lacroix. They've recognized there's a market for it. It seems like they're just taking advantage of stupid consumers. Because you're right. There's no. It's just water. There's, yeah, it's just flavored water. What I've tried, which I suggest people if they're interested in this flavored water sensation, there's alcohol flavored water too. What? Pretty good, yeah. It's alcohol seltzer. Seltzer well, with alcohol in it. Do you have to buy that? Like, can you get it at like Acme or a grocery store? Uh, I had it delivered to me through an app through GoPuff. Not to say they're a sponsor of ours, maybe they can be at some point. <laughs> but uh, GoPuff, they delivered it to my house. I didn't think it was legal to deliver alcohol. No, you can buy alcohol. Although I have seen that advertised, but I could have sworn a few years ago. Um, it's a pretty easy experience. No, no, this this is what it was. A few years ago, I was a like a bike carrier courier, I guess for uh, not not caviar, but uh, one of the other ones. Grubhub. No, not Uber Grubhub. Eats. No, it might be one that's out of business now. Anyway, and I remember they said you could deliver almost anything except alcohol. And illegal drugs, uh, but I guess that law's been changed or something because I have seen like commercials or like stuff around saying that they'll deliver you beer and stuff. Anyway, no, totally. I mean, you can call some beer distributors in Philadelphia and they'll deliver it to your house for you. It's no different. Yeah, but like as like a bike courier, you're not an employee like of that beer place. I think so that maybe there's a doesn't have bike couriers. It's a guy in a car. So maybe that is the distinction. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really care. I don't know either because I think it's stupid that you can't deliver alcohol. I mean, what does it matter? Um, anyway, okay. I Another side note that I just thought of is, have you ever, this kombucha craze? I don't know if it's kombucha or kam, kombucha. Kombucha. I don't like the sound of that, though. That's how you say it. Kombucha. I think kombucha sounds better. Don't you think? No. I like it, the hard K on that. Uh, oh, how do you spell it? C or K O M B U C H A. So where are you going with the K at the end? Well, it's, I don't even know where it's from, Kombucha. but some the other like you know. It's fermented like soy drink or something. I know. So it's slightly alcoholic. So this is what happened. I, I I didn't buy it, and I certainly wouldn't have bought it uh, to start out with. But my roommate's girlfriend like was staying with us, and then she moved out. And she left all this like organic whatever stuff from Whole Foods that I would never personally buy, but it's free stuff. So she had like the kombucha, kombucha in there. That's so expensive, man. It is expensive. She spent a lot of money on that. I know, and this is a girl that didn't have a lot of money, and I was like, no, like cheap, like wouldn't go out to dinner. (laughs) She like wouldn't go out to dinner with us and stuff, and I'm like, you spent four dollars on a kombucha. Um, I tasted it though. Um, and it was pretty good. It tasted like a ginger ale. My personal favorite is the ginger age. Um, uh, what do you call it? Flavor. And there's like a whole bunch. But since then, I've like bought it a couple times, even though it costs like $4 for like, you know, 16 ounces. But I gotta be honest, it is fantastic. And I tried buying like a, uh, Honest Tea or like some other brand like ginger sort of ginger ale thing and it was just nowhere near as good wait um, was it their version of a kombucha ginger ale or was it just their ginger ale honestly? I think it might have just been like a ginger ale I don't really know what the hell kombucha is it was just like a ginger ale but it definitely had the, the marketing seemed similar but I tried it and it was cause, and it was significantly cheaper it was like less than half the price and it was just crap I hated it um, 
but that that's another craze but i'm actually on the the wagon for that bandwagon for the for the seltzer i'm sort of lost but everybody's drinking this goddamn look stuff we'll go to our second travel topic which is construction workers there's a lot of construction going around where i live and probably everywhere i was driving to work the other day i think it's just fermented tea what kombucha? kombucha yeah it's got some stuff going on i, I don't really know what i think it's just tea it's based off my wikipedia yeah it's seconds, it's kind of weird i was drinking one on vacation and my mom was like i don't think you should be drinking that all the time and i was like you're not a doctor um back to the construction workers she say that? well she, you know dr mom it's like a thing they think they have mds and they you yeah. know she could be like a teacher and it wouldn't matter i know that problem um I was driving to work the other day. That should be one of our topics. What? A <laughs> Mothers who think they're like PhDs in yeah. microbiology and the psychology. The older you get as a mother, the more you get PhDs yeah. and at JDs and MDs and whatever else. And make believe. Right. In fantasy their, land, yeah. Convince their children that they're uh, dying. Yeah, they know everything. Um, but yeah, I was driving down Broad Street and they were doing construction. And this guy came out in the middle of the street. And he was like, you know, pause, he like, stop me. And I was like late for work or something. And I was wondering if anybody else is like just really upset when that happens. Because like this guy has no authority. He's just like a construction worker. It's not like if I was like, uh, you know, like a cashier at Old Nelson, I could just go into the street and be like, hey, stop. You know, whatever else. You can. If someone, say, for example, it happens all the time in the city. You're like this uh, big delivery truck. You're on the side street, and you got to do like a back end reverse end. Which I also hate. The dudes get out of the car, their car and like stop traffic, and they do their thing, and it is what it is. It's like you, you kind of right, but they have no authority it. to do it, which yeah, is what it, safety. Well, right, but it, it doesn't it irritate you? I mean, yeah, it might delay my walk to work, but like, well, it's whatever. annoying. It, you know what really annoys me? No, I I can't stand it, and they're just hawks. And they're just like, give you some snide remarks. The people on the sidewalk soliciting donations for like ASPCA and all that stuff, man. Yeah, we've covered that in the previous episode. That. Oh my god, that should be like outlawed in my opinion. It actually, it actually happened to me recently. Uh, I was in Maniunk and the ASPCA people were there. And, you know, she said something like, hi, hey, I'm Michael Vick. You know, something like weird and she like tried to shake my hand. And I just feel so bad saying no, but... I mean, like, I gotta say no. Like, I don't want to... That conversation is not worth anything. You know, I'd almost rather just give them $2 to not have the conversation. They just want you to give them money to leave them alone. But they want you to, like, sign up. I know this because I've actually done it once. Big mistake. And I signed up. I I signed up. They want you to, like, give you your credit card information and, like, contribute a monthly donation. Anyway, we're getting off topic. I don't like that either. But they, I, they're outside my building all the time, and it just drives me crazy. And it's like, if I'm not looking at you, I don't want to talk to you. Like, leave me the hell alone. I know. If I say no, sorry, not interested. Don't give me some BS comment back to me. Oh, you're rude. Like, all right, I don't want to talk. Sorry. I really, I've never had a rude like, interaction. Sometimes I just don't give these people. Like, I'm like, literally, I don't want to talk to you. I have stuff to do. Leave me alone. Do you like, have said that? No, but I'm like, sorry, not interested. And like, don't really give them the time of day. Yeah, and they, like they get time. mad? Oh, yeah, well, like, they sorry, shouldn't be mad. There you are. They shouldn't be mad. They're my business. Um, but the construction guy, he like, 
you know, just because you have a reflective vest on doesn't mean you have, you know, some sort of power. I mean, that's just... That's, Sounds like you're on a power trip, but not having control for a moment. Well, I don't like it when people, like, fancy the themselves as police officers. I mean... Okay, you don't have to follow the rules if you don't want to. Like, what, the traffic? Just, they're going to stop you all the time in the traffic light. Like, traffic light won't do anything. Well, you I mean... You just choose to follow it. Well, that has the force of law. This construction guy act, doesn't actually have any authority. If you did something, he could you can get in trouble for not like I think for not listening to him. No, because of what's happening with the equipment and there being city workers, they might have some like indirect authority in certain situations due to the circumstance. I certainly hope not. Anyway, it irritates me for what happens to you if something bad happens. To I hear you. Go out of your way to make it a situation where they can't manage it. That liability, I think, would not fall on them. I don't like it because they're not police and they're not like whatever. They're just like they're private employees. They might they might be like city people there, like overseeing the construction, or whatever. But these guys are just so what like. What do you want them to do when they're doing shit like that? Well, they it's have like, to do it, obviously. But I still don't like it. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't like it. Um, <laughs> we should just have a segment. I don't like it, and it's just Mike saying these things like. There's no solution. To it's not a bad idea. I mean, you don't need to have a solution for every problem. It's perfectly acceptable. Like, I complain about stuff all the time without having a solution. That's my right. If I want to complain, I'll complain. Go for it. A lot of hot air then, but sure. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> the other thing I just thought of uh, while we're talking about these things is uh, it happens more probably around where I live than where you live is where people put, like, uh, orange cones, like, to reserve a parking space. Yeah, that would not happen on my street. People would freak out. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Wawa does it. That's a, that's really? For their delivery trucks. What do you think? Like, that's... I mean, for stuff like that, I get it. Cool. I Honestly, if they live there and they do it, I don't mind it. No, 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 no. If you live there and you don't have a parking space, then you don't have any right to do that. I don't care. If you want your own How parking... How south are we talking? If you're like... If you're center city, sure. If you're south of certain streets, no, like around Christian, like Bainbridge, whatever else. It's not your spot. How old are these people? I don't know. I, I I've seen it occasionally where you know they'll just be like. If they're like older people, I'm not going to freak out because they're like handicapped. Well, obviously, I'm not going to freak out. But if you want your own private spot, then go live either outside of the city or pay for a parking space. Otherwise, you have to live like everybody else and you know scramble to find one. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the game. They're playing it better than you, it sounds like. Well, it's not fair. Why don't, you can do it, too. No one's stopping you. I know. Well, if I saw it, I mean, there have been instances where I've seen it, and I I normally don't, like, freak out, because it's not worth, like, getting a situation where, like, I could get stabbed or, like, having, like, a huge confrontation over a parking space. But I'm pretty sure there have been times where I've seen it, and I've just moved the cones and then parked there, because they don't have any right to do that. Are your tires slashed afterwards or is something like no. damaged on your car? No. Although there was one time where these kids, these kids on bikes, I was sitting on my stoop and these kids on bikes came by and they asked me for money. And like, there was just like a couple, you know, like some kids like riding around on the bicycles and I was just like, uh, no. The next day, my bike tire was slashed, which was like chained up right next to me on the stoop did you shake them down no i didn't shake them down they i mean they were was just there a note there was no note but like is there a threat is it, are they just threatening you then was that they seemed like upset that i didn't give them money but they were just like some kids like fooling around like 
you know, they weren't homeless, obviously. But you believe they slashed? Did you see them slash the thumb? I I am just saying, the proximity and time is somewhat troubling to me. You know. I mean, it could be anyone. True. All right, let's go on. Um, we're going to another travel topic. This one is very near and dear to my heart because I nearly had to have a back transplant after this. So, moving is very uh, big in the summer. Uh, it's just a hot season for people moving to different locations, buying houses, and whatever. I moved myself, and it was pretty bad. I don't really want to get into it. But the question is more so, like, if some friend asks you to move, like, how good of a friend does it have to be? And, like, at what point should you just, like, pay movers or, like... Because, like, if you ask somebody, it's like, a you know, people might feel weird saying no. So are you in the wrong by asking people to help? That sort of thing. You aren't, it's not, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. It just depends who you ask for the help. Well, who would you ask? Who would you feel comfortable asking? Like, how close would you have to be with the person? So, I go family first. Right. I go direct, then also, like, cousins and stuff. Okay. What, yeah, but some people I, don't I have, have any. I have boys in my family, so, like, <laughs> yeah, some people I got like, some labor force I can kind of, like, go to if I have to. Need okay. stuff, some so people don't, but people. regardless, if let's assume that your family suddenly was struck with plague and they all died, then what would you do? I have certain friends that I at least have the capital that I can get them to help me. The capital? Yeah, I got to help them in their situations. Oh, right, 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 okay. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Take right, yeah, I hear you. I thought maybe you were like saying you'd pay them. Oh, or that. Like, no, I paid them. I was like, hey, guys, I need your help today. I'll, you know, food's on me all day and drinks are on me all day. Like, right. You know, I'm hooking you up. Just come help me out. Give me your bodies and your muscles and your strength and to, like, move shit for me. Well, this is what happened to me. I moved myself, like, on a Friday, and it was that was hard enough. It took, like, four or five hours. Uh, and this is after several days of moving, like, smaller stuff in my car. How much stuff do you have, man? It was just me. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not I, a lot of stuff, but it takes time. You gotta like downsize a little bit. I I I agree. It made me think of that uh, quote from Fight Club: "Like the things that you own end up owning you." Anyway, uh, so I moved myself out of. What's the first role, Mike? You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> my bad. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I moved myself on Friday, and I was like, "Okay, that was bad enough," and like uh, I was sore as shit. And sounds miserable. Honestly. And then Saturday, I had to clean my old apartment because my former roommate might have done a shirk to his responsibilities. So I cleaned my old apartment for like three or four hours on Saturday. Sunday, I had told my friend I was going to help him move. So this is back to back to back. Why would you do that on the weekend? You're moving to somewhere. You're, you're helping them move too. What I didn't piece. I didn't piece it together when he first asked me. He asked me like a few weeks before, and like I was just Why like, Why didn't you get him to help you? He had his brother's wedding the night I moved. Okay. Who cares? Well, yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, a friend. I did call him, actually, that day. But it was I didn't know it was his wedding. I had forgotten it was his brother's wedding. And I was calling him to ask about Sunday. Sunday, I volunteered to help him move. And I knew he was moving to the suburbs, like an hour away. What I didn't know is that his new building had no elevator. We were going to have to carry everything up three stories. His girlfriend was not going to help at all, and that his current building, I thought it was on the second floor, it was actually the third floor. So I didn't know what I was getting into. It took eight hours for us to get everything from, you know, once from Philadelphia to the other place. And my 
my question as opposed to my statement is to if you're in this situation your friend asks make sure you know what you're getting into because I thought I mean I knew it would be hard and I knew it would take a while because you know I knew he was moving somewhere kind of far but why did he get a professional movers well he said it like the cheapest this far like Jesus Christ the cheapest he said he could do that was like a thousand bucks yeah that's what professional movers cost so I was like, I mean, I, he, I don't well, know. An hour away, dude. You're changing your life, it sounds like. Well, he, I guess he doesn't have the money or he didn't want to spend the money. And I was, I, you know, he's a really close friend, so I said I'd help. But ask. He's got two incomes, right? His girlfriend, right? What the hell? Five right, but he, I mean, yeah. I was a little upset that she, like, didn't care anything. She more or less just, like. buy you pizza? So afterwards, like, we went out to dinner and, like. Well, no. During, he bought me, like, a sandwich from Primo's, and then, like, a week later, we, we went out to dinner, and he, like, bought me dinner. So that was fine. And it was all fine. But I wish I had asked... You only got a sandwich that day? Yeah. No dinner that night? Well, we went out to dinner, but I insisted on paying. Why the f- Why would you... Because we just went to, like, some shitty place. He said, like, I'll take you somewhere else. Like, yeah, you get both. Double dip, dude. What are you doing? Whatever. I don't know. It sounds like he owes you a lot more than these two dinners. Save you some thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, but, like, it was fine. He's a really close friend. So That's it was why you f- do it more, is my point. Well, you gotta ask. Like, you gotta know how many staircases there are, like, what floor you're on, because that's a problem with Philly. Like, there no place has elevators. Row homes suck. Like, every narrow hallways. You gotta know what you're getting into, how many flights of stairs, and you gotta know where you're going to. How you're gonna get there, U-Haul. Not important. You need bodies. More important, bodies are more important. Well, right. You need to know who else is helping. No, I thought the girl... Two of you guys. I thought the girlfriend was gonna, like, pitch in a little, and she she was just, like, standing in the U-Haul. I was like... It's the rule of four. You need four people. I was like, you gonna do something, girl? And she was... I didn't say that, but she was just standing there. There was another guy. Like, I don't know. Some got friend of his girlfriend. So there's three dudes. We need four. four. Well, when we got to the house in the suburbs, uh, her parents showed up. Oh, that's great. So they <laughs> helped. there. <laughs> they helped, you know, like a little. So it wasn't that bad. But this is just like, you know, for posterity purposes. You gotta know what you're getting into. It's a close friend. You feel like you gotta say yes. You gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta inquire, because, you know, you could get, and I was like, you have every right to ask these things, first I'm, off, don't feel like, uh, not you, just talking to the general you. I'm not saying you should feel bad, but ask, you know, You're get some details. No yeah, yeah, you can say no. Like, F that, I'm not helping. But he's, a, I mean, I felt bad, because he was moving this, like, a thousand bucks, I mean, that's ridiculous. You want to move away, it's going to cost you to move away. It's yeah, nice. yeah. Um, anyway, so that's, oh yeah, and I have another part to this. So the second part of this, uh, which is part two of the, whatever, is the landlord-tenant aspect of this, uh, when I moved myself. So the last step is getting your security deposit, and I feel like every time, I always lose a couple hundred bucks, regardless of how clean I left the place or whatever else, you always get, like, something from your prior landlord saying, like, oh, I had to spend money for this. I'm taking it from your security deposit, etc. Is that your experience? Well, for you the have- most part, I mean, I've lived in my place for a while now. My expectation is to get nothing back. So, like, uh, I go in there every time going, and I'm not getting this back. I'm going to just live my life not caring about what happens. Well, I definitely don't, like, you know, like, act all clean and tidy. No, I try to, like, just clean because up, but, like, that. like you said, they're going to nickel and dime me, and I'm just like, right. yeah, yeah. might as well go in not thinking I'm getting this back and just operating that way. And if I right. get more money back than I thought of zero, 
profit. Right. So anyway. It's all about a mindset, Mike. Yeah, I know. Mindset. So I moved out and I spent all this time cleaning, which I was already upset about because my roommate really didn't chip in. And I was like, whatever, this will probably save us a couple hundred bucks uh, each. Um, so I moved out and I was like, okay, that we did like dinked up the wall a little bit where we had like put in posters and whatever else. I was like, well, they might take a couple hundred bucks, but everything else I'm sure we'll get. And then I got something in the mail from my landlord, you know, like 20 days later, and they had charged us $875. So the majority of our security deposit. And when my roommate called and asked why, they said they had to replace the bathroom vanity. Have I told you this story? Do you even know what a vanity is? It's a mirror. That's what I thought. Well, first I looked it up, but that was what I thought. But it's like sort of like the apparatus. I mean, it sort of doesn't seem like it has like a solitary definition. But it's sort of like this whole thing, like the sink enclosure and the and is this the mirror. A full bath or half bath? This is well, it doesn't really matter. This is in our. It was in our full bathroom. Just because there's different sizes of the vanities we're talking about. Oh uh, yeah, true. That so it was in our full bathroom, and it was like the vanity. And I was What's like, the biggest one. Yeah, but I was like, what? Like we didn't break it. Like what are you talking about? Um, and then they sent a picture, and there was a separation of the sink from the counter of like, you know, a centimeter on like one small part of the counter where it met the sink. And I flew off the handle, kind of. Well, I was fine. In an email, I emailed and I was like, you know, I, I don't know how we could have damaged this. Like, I don't know how anybody could cause that damage. Like, it was obvious that the caulk had failed. Like, you know, the caulking that kept the two together had, you know, you know, lost its elasticity or whatever else. And I was like, well, you know, this is obvious wear and tear. We didn't do anything to it. There's no damage to, like, the countertop. There's no damage to the sink. You know, like, we didn't, like, drop something or anything else. So, like, you know, I'm not paying for this. Especially, like, when I said, why didn't you just re-caulk it? Like, why did you have to buy this expensive, almost $1,000 new vanity? And, she, you know, there was, there was a fight over it. She actually called me when I was riding my bike. And I ended, we had kind of gotten a screaming match. And I was like... Well, you're either gonna be you're either gonna pay us the money or you're gonna be sued. And she was like, "Well, we'll see what happens." And it was kind of crazy. Anyway, I like sent her one more email the next day saying like, "We don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to have to go to like landlord tenant court and crap." But like, you know, pay us back. And I said like five fifty out of eight seventy five. And then she caved and said, "Fine." At least you aimed more than half. You credit for that. I can burn sometimes. Yeah. Go aim high. So she well, should have gone seven fifty. She knew she was wrong. It's the same. My our tent, not to say our tenants, but we've had tenants in some of the properties that we've managed that try to do dumb shit like that to us too, where they try to get the most expensive thing possible and say that that's what they have to get. Yeah. And then you got to pay for it. And you like, mean you've had landlords? No, we've had a tenant. Oh. They had a table damage. They said that we had them buy them a two thousand dollar table, see. and then we're see. like, what? What table is this? This is like a table. Mirror. All right. Well, I'm on. This is a tenants' rights conference here. I'm a landlord sometimes. And it was ridiculous. Like, no, you, you're fair. I mean, like, the okay. Description. If ridiculous. I'd like hit hit the wall, like, there's like certain standard things that generally happen where you do damage, like the floor. I thought you chipped like the 
the sink or something. No, no, no. no. But like usually it's like the floor is stained or the carpet stained or you like, you know, a window cracked or the walls. And then when I heard it was a vanity, I was just like, what? Like, how would you break that? And there was nothing wrong with it besides the fact that like a small... Did you only deal with the wife? Yeah. The guy doesn't... she wanted to change it. That's the guy doesn't speak English very well. Well, I still park on that block all the time. And I saw that they were reinstalling the windows or putting in new windows. It's like an older building. I'm sure they're like revamping it a little bit. But like, that's not, you know, that's not my job. Like, uh, that's not my responsibility. So I told her that and she caves. And I was honestly surprised because she was pretty adamant on the phone. Um, but I, to me, that means that she must have known she was like in the wrong or whatever else. Also, so you said they're immigrants. What? They're immigrants. Well, I don't like that term. The guy didn't speak English very well. They don't want to deal with the courts because of that. I don't. Because know. of the environment we're in, unfortunately. I don't know if that's totally. The case. Not to say it, I'm I'm a son of I'm a son of an immigrant. It's like you don't want to get the police involved. Well, I'm pretty sure they're U.S. citizens, I'm so what does it matter? Regardless. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I hope not. I'm not. I wasn't trying to badger them as like some like bully American. I'm pretty sure they're citizens, whatever else, and have no fear of the court system besides anybody else's fear of the court system. Coming for them. I hope not. I certainly hope not. Ice, I bet that you. Um, The other good news is, which probably helped, is in Pennsylvania there's a landlord tenant law. It says that if a landlord wrongfully withholds your security deposit, you can sue him, and if you win, you get double damages. Holy shit, really? Yeah. People, uh, I talked to a few friends, and they didn't know that. Did, the, did you tell this to the landlord? Yeah, I mean... Did threatened her with that one, too? Well, I dropped it, dropped a little hint. This is what, you know, people do that are knowledgeable of the law. Does she know you're a lawyer? Yeah. Why does she even want to play in that space with you? I don't get that. I don't know. I thought it was very... Uh, audacious and bold and brazen whatever else for them to like try and pin us for a nearly $900 vanity when I said like why didn't you just recalk it she didn't answer did you look up how much vanities cost yeah they don't cost that much yeah I'm just like <laughs> they cost a couple hundred dollars gold plated vanities like I don't understand I mean she said parts and labor was like 900 so oh like, she charged you for labor too oh yeah not just the, the place. Yeah, Get so I guess they'll take out the old one and then put in the new one. That's whatever. not your job to pay for the, the labor of it. I mean, I guess. I don't money. know. I mean, the reality was that it wasn't damaged by us. It was just like the cock was just, like shitty. Um, anyway, you tenants out there, don't get taken advantage of. If you have to threat, don't threaten. That's not the right word. Suggest or, you know, you always you say it. I'm aware. Yeah, you always say it like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me do it. I'll lose control. <laughs> um, that's how you do that. Um, He's going to do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're running a little long here, so I think we're going to cut uh, topic five, and we're just going to do topic four. Uh, so we're going to have to get back to this. Well, I'll leave it for another day. So our last topic is movies, TV. I've been watching The Sopranos again, you know, for probably like the third time that I've watched it, like all the way through. Uh, I, it's really, really good. The first few seasons, I think, are the best, and then it sort of drops off for a season, then it sort of picks back up. Anyway, it's it's really good, and I hear all—I mean, all the time in like the tabloids and whatever else—they're saying like The Wire versus The Sopranos was better. Um, most people say I feel like. 
most people say The Wire is a better show. And uh, to me, it's like what criteria you use. Because The Sopranos, I, I have watched over and over again, and it's still very enjoyable. I have never rewatched The Wire. Like, I saw, I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it maybe five, six, seven years ago, and I have yet to rewatch it at all. Because it's so exhausting and tedious, and it's, honestly, it's a little, like, too close to home as far as portraying realistic society. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, as far as watchability, Sopranos exceeds it by far. And also, Sopranos, I think, has the best character by far, which is Tony Soprano. What do you think? I like The Wire. I've seen both. I've watched The Wire twice, watched The Sopranos once. I like the, the depth of the story more in The Wire and the the root, like how deep everything goes and the complexity of... The complexity is astounding and that's obviously... The characters are awesome too. I mean, well, exactly, yeah. good, but the characters and The Wire, there's so many characters. It's like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones became like this right. sprawling world. Like he, that was like one of the first television shows that showed you every different neighborhood and how they were playing the game and how the game's helping them to win the ways they wanted to win. It's like, yeah, that was, they were a first in that space when it came to television. Yeah. Yeah. It well, it's TV. Fiction. It wasn't in some fantasy land with dragons and. Yeah. True, true, true. I mean. Walkers and crazy stuff like that. It was just like, this is real life and there's all these people and they're all kind of smart and they're all playing the game a certain way. Or Tony Sopranos, I think because of like sometimes the setting and the language, it lost a certain audience because it took place in Bada Bang. There's a strip club and it's just naked girls dancing everywhere and like for an HBO crowd that's great but not every specific viewer can watch that. Yeah, you can say The Wire has like drugs, heroin use and that kind of stuff but I think that's more palatable than naked nudity <laughs> people I think sometimes. Well, which one, so you would pick The Wire as a better show? The characters on The Wire, I like them more. There are more memorable characters for me well, in, in totality than there are at its credits but it's a larger show so it's like I think Tony Soprano is perhaps the best drama, dramatic leading role that I can think of. I, I saw some review, it was on uh, Wikipedia, I think, where it said there would be no John Draper or Walter White or you know some guy from like The Shield or something without Tony Soprano. And I don't know if that's the case, but if, if I'm thinking about every dramatic TV show, and like who the best front person is, I think it's him by far. And The Wire, it's not a, a fault, but it has so many characters that it's more so that it's like there is no lead person. There is, and there isn't. Well, who is? It depends on what side you're looking at from. From the side? It, well, it depends the, on the season, too, but... Well, yeah, because it shows that the game takes lives. It's well, I know, game. but I'm just saying there's so many characters that you can't Stringer really... Bell, Avon Barksdale, uh... Marlowe on the, the street side, and then on the, the then on the cop side, it's McNulty and Bunk. I would think Mc, the first person I think of is McNulty. It's McNulty is the main character because he lasts through all five episodes, and you have this crazy story. Five like, seasons. Yeah, five seasons. My bad. And, and at first, Stringer Bell. Then, unfortunately, you know the, the series plays out a certain way. Avon Barksdale, yeah, and then Stringer like, Bell is one of my favorite characters. He's he's a very interesting guy. I mean. Yeah, but the problem is that none of those characters really is that... I mean, there's so many characters that 
they don't get the screen time and the whatever that and it's just like Game of Thrones you know there's so many different characters everyone loves a different character for a different I know reason. I think it's the same they thing they love that about the show it's the same applies to The Wire it's just no I think it's the same thing like, like, to like, me I'd rather watch Breaking Bad than The Sopranos because I, I like Walter White he's more interesting of a character to me no no way no I think his, his like story of like I have cancer I need to make money I'm gonna make drugs that idea is crazier than I'm a New Jersey mafia esque strip. Club I think the idea. range of emotions that Tony Soprano had to, or James Gandolfini had to show and whatever else, it was you know larger than Walter White, and I think he did a better job. And I think, I mean, the thing about Tony Soprano is, I mean, he is a killer. I mean, a lot of bad stuff happens from what he does, and at the same time, you like you know love him, and you can love him because you know he's fake and nobody's actually dying. But either way, I think his acting performance is unbelievable. Um, I want to disagree that Gandolfini, R.I.P., did a great job. Yeah, when he died, I was like, oh shit. I was more upset. I was more touched or whatever uh, when he died than a lot of other celebrities just because of that one performance. And because people said like it impacted his actual life. Like he actually, well, I don't know how true that is. Anyway, do you, does part of you feel like it's difficult to rewatch The Wire, though, because it is so, you know, realistic? Or it's meant to be realistic? I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. Yeah, but, like, my thing is, I, when I saw it, you, and I got you through it... you haven't seen The Sopranos, you don't have to watch it. I disagree. You should watch it. You should watch. But for The Wire, for me, it's, like, it's so intense... It's so honestly depressing and melancholy that I really just don't want to watch it again. I mean, I will at some point, but there's so many characters. Like that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about the series is that even the side characters, you learn so much about them and like appreciate them as a character and how they like are a part of this society. It's, I know, and it's so uh, I like that. Element. It's unbelievably well that's done. In that yeah, the writing is fantastic. And, and you see it in the beauty of the show is each season's from a different point of view. I, I understand that's that. What, that's what I think you get lost for from a Sopranos. Every season was through Tony Soprano's point of view. No, I like the the fact that The Wire switched, you know, sort of its they, viewpoint. They zig and zag all the time, and that's what's crazy about it. No, no, I agree. That is That was really cool aspect you know, of it. It's a lot like Bodie. Yeah, he was kind of funny. He was a good character. Yeah, he was good. Um... But yeah, for me personally, it's just, it's difficult to want to make the commitment. That character Chris was crazy too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Marlo's hitman. Oh yeah, I know. It's difficult for me to get back because it's like a huge undertaking. Joe. <laughs> it's like, character. it's like on level, it's on par with like, you know, adopting a cat. Like that's the undertaking to rewatch The Wire for me. It's just so. You each, can take your time with it though. You don't have to like. I know, but each episode you have to pay it. like exact, exact attention to everything that's going on it's just so nuanced and like you know there's so much input into each thing that's done it's just like overwhelming whereas the sopranos you sort of can lay back and like you know carefree and indulge i like to be stimulated i like to be stimulated too but i mean the wire is like full-blown like heroin like whatever in your face yeah chasing that dragon mike (laughs) well i like tv like tv in that way uh, yeah. Like your simple shows, your simple characters. I'm not 
not, it's not a simple, neither of them are, neither of them are simple shows. I, I mean, we're not talking about like The Bachelor or like, uh, that's true you know, love right there. Next Food Network a, Star or something like that, um, which are fine, fine shows in their own right, but you know, slightly different. Um, we'll leave it at that. I'm a Sopranos guy, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, and Malcolm likes uh, The Wire. Um, so that's the end of episode 12. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the Philly M and the Philippine Millennial at gmail.com. And these episodes are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, Mad Tony, I will reach out to him uh, and see if he's upset about his contract. There could be a labor dispute coming up. Uh, I will keep you posted on that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.